What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. In today's episode, Rachel scares away boys with cult classics. Date me. Drew candy crushes his smash time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, uh, uh. And Jeff explains juice sacks. All this and more on today's episode, the sixth episode of the Little Big Cast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Little Big Cast. Uh, I am your host today, Jeff Hawks, and with me, as always, uh, Rachel Hernandez. Well, I am Rachel Hernandez. That a that yawn? Was a yawn. It was a yawn. I am sleepy, the first Rachel Hernandez. We'll Look call at that. It. I like we'll call it. Call that a yawn tro. <laughs> uh, and also, Drew Tyler. Good morning. I'm awake. I'm glad that Drew's awake. Drew's up late last night. I know. I know. And the night before. Yep. I, I woke Which, up in the middle of the night to eat my special bowl of cereal and saw that Drew was on Facebook. And I was like, why is Drew on Facebook? Oh. I, I did. I have to. I did, caveat. I did, like, say to, my, say to my wife, as soon as the girls went down at 9 o'clock, I said, I'm going to go lay down for an hour and a half. Make sure I'm up at 10 o'clock. So I got up at 10 and worked until 2.30. So. Gross. It worked. I'm not a college kid anymore. That is for darn sure. Does, any, does anyone else wake up in the middle of the night, like, hungry? Always, and I actually get thing. cereal too. You do really? Yeah. What kind yeah. of cereal? What kind um, of midnight cereal? It depends. Area? Usually, Frosted Flakes, Mini Wheats, or the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh man, you go like the hardcore. Those are my defaults. Sugars. Do you see? There's a yeah, reason I'm why little. you guys are waking up hungry in the middle of the night. You've got to eat like Special K or Product Mine Nineteen. Was life. Mine was something well, with some meat like to it. Generic, <laughs> mine was like the generic brand of okay. life, but. Uh, if I wake up and eat Fruit Loops, I don't fall back asleep. Right. You need you need less sugar, more substance. Yeah, anyway. Sometimes we <laughs> eat microwave burritos. There you go. There you go. That'll put you, that'll put Sometimes you I'll switch down. it up. Nice. Just got to nice. go heavy. Right. I read somewhere that bananas are good, but uh, mm. bananas with mm. morning breath at 2 o'clock in the morning just Yum. don't do it for me. Anyway, <laughs> we are a gaming podcast, so we should probably start talking about that. Uh, what are Rachel, video games? I'm going to start with Rachel instead of Drew today because I would like to know how GTA is going. Oh. Yes, please. GTA okay. update. So. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto and attempt to complete it, or just beat it at this point. Gosh, I don't even care. If you're not aware of that, you should watch episodes <laughs> one through, or listen to episodes one through five. <laughs> it's what? sad. So, so my question is, since we talked last, it's like therapy. <laughs> right. Since we talked last, did you did you move forward in a more yes, linear fashion? Yes, I did. You okay, did. so I stopped. I I I was like, okay, Rachel, you're on the last mission. Do your homework. You'll be fine. You're almost done. So yesterday I sat down. I know. Yesterday I sat down and I attempted the quote unquote last mission. It's called the big one. You know. Sounds like. Going out with the bang. The last one. It took a lot of preparation to get it. I had to like steal four different cars and like there there was. It was pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. It was epic. And you know, giant like assault scene. So I was like, okay, I'm done. And then it ends and then there's a mission to go back to your house. And I was like, all right, it's just probably going to. Q end credits. So I go back to my house and this other dude from earlier comes in. He's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, uh, seriously? And then like this little thing comes up on your cell phone and you have like options to choose the different ending of the game. But with that being said, I'm not done with the game. I still have quote unquote one more mission. <laughs> but I just feel like I'm in inception at this point. It just never <laughs> ends. It just keeps going. But the, I know once you do finish the last mission, though, you of course it's free play, so 
you can go back. Yeah, you go back. Will you even know? Because I played a couple. Like I don't think Skyrim cut to credits I when so I finished either. it. It was so just I was like, beautiful. So did I finish it? Or what? I think this one has credits because someone told me it was like the longest set of credits ever. Are you the kind of person that has to sit through the credits or do you no, like, I like go do hit stuff. start? You're like, please oh, I let try. me skip through this. They usually don't let you skip through them though. They work so hard. I just, I know. They want they you. They need a little <laughs> name time. A little yeah. two hours would, of it. I would demand it. However, I am starting to like Grantha. It's a good game. I'm just sick of it. It's good. The more things I do, it's just creative blah 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 and it's a good game it's a good game i'm glad to know i that can you're see and plus like nearly there those options that it gave me were kind of like whoa this is pretty heavy but i don't know i had to google out which one i wanted <laughs> nice. i guess so what else have you been doing besides um, did you get anything else in this week? i i did so i have uh in animal crossing it was my little dear fauna's birthday <gasps> so we had a birthday party oh, for her that's cute Adorable. Fauna's my favorite. Are they actual like annual birthdays? So this one. I think they're. I think so. Wow. But I'm not sure. I've never really noticed. And then I've also read American Psycho. I've started it. it? No, started it. Um, I like to read books and movies and compare. And so someone, it was kind of embarrassing. Someone saw the book and he was like, "Oh, what book are you reading?" I'm like, "It's American Psycho." They've never seen the movie before, so if you haven't seen the movie, it's a cult classic, and it's like. It's pretty crazy. There's yeah, some stuff that goes weird. on. So they're like, Rachel, why are you reading this book? And I'm like, I like it because it says lots of F-bombs. And then <laughs> it's a great book to read. he was like, oh, okay. So he flips to a page and just a random page. And then he saw the F-word. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then he started reading it. And he had to pick the most graphic paragraph I think he could have found <laughs> in the book. So it was like about cutting some girl's tongue out. And it, it was it was gnarly. So I was like, all right, well, this is going to get pretty intense. I'm glad I'm only on like page 14. So cool, coolmaterial.com actually had a, uh, a list earlier this week of the top 25 books that define cool. And American Psycho was number 18. Fun fact. Wow. I, wow. I saw that, yeah. I've read like six books on there, I think. I was at seven. Mm-hmm. So Not my bad. But I'm a little bit older than you, so... Touche. Touche. But, however, yeah, American Psycho, so I'm excited to... But yeah, I just think it's going to be way more graphic internally, of course. Yikes. And not Christian Bale, so... Hey, what are you going to do? Oh, Wells. I read yeah, somewhere I read somewhere that like the inspiration for Chris, Christian Bale's uh, character was Tom Cruise. That like he would watch interviews of Tom Cruise, at like talk show interviews where like he he would be like you know I, I just saw that. this kind of smiling face with nothing in his eyes and oh. that's what I tried to emulate and I was like wow that's <laughs> that's, 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 Tom, that's Tom Cruise like, yeah that's, 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 that's him really like what you saw in Tom Cruise he's like this skeleton of like this husk like he's a Scientologist some he's like that, some don't, kind of he is and he's really short don't mess with his soulless eyes <laughs> like he's not Something a ginger but he he's somehow like transmorphed into this soulless blonde which is rare which I don't know well it worked for him straight out of Mass Effect he's just a little husk running around <laughs> smiling at everyone sadistically but I thought that was kind of cool because it's a it's a wild movie because it is and yeah. I like tried. So I started dating this kid, and I was like, watch all my favorite movies. It was like Pulp Fiction, American Psycho, and just all these like... How long that last? (laughs) I was like, I'm not insane. I swear. I will not. He's like, you watch some really weird movies. I'm like, we're going to watch Clockwork Orange next week. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Clockwork's about as far as I went. You know, the younger years, I watched lots of Clockwork and read it. Fantastic book. And 
Um, that's that's about it. That's I'm done. <laughs> when it comes to like graphic movies and books, it's like yeah, I'm good enough. That's funny. What about done. you, Drew? What have you been doing? Oh, um, as as uh, already previously stated, I've been up until midnight hours working on side gigs. Uh, Got to get ready for you know paying bills through the summer. Um, so that's good. That's good. Uh, and they're boring ones too, like healthcare silliness and stuff. But yeah. Other than that, gaming-wise... Unless, unless the clients are listening, in which case it's riveting. Yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. I love to tell people what buttons to click. I did, I, I've, every once in a while I find a really nice gig that's they're, they're in a rush, they need something over the weekend, and they're willing to pay for it. And so it was, it was nice to stay up at 1 o'clock and be you know, kind of dreary while I'm cutting together, but it's such a simple edit, and it's like, that's nice to know I get a couple hundred for just this hour, yeah. you know, which, again, never happens, totally rare, but that made, that's what I've been doing, cutting. Um, game-wise, uh, you know, I looked through Brothers again real quick um, so we could talk about it. I, I, don't, I don't remember gaming a whole lot this week. Candy Crush, sitting on the John. That go. is my oh, Candy man. Crush time. Oh, that, man. That, you know, we should have – maybe next week we'll have a topic. It's like best bathroom games. Yes. Like, Ooh. What are you jamming when you're jamming? <laughs> 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 it's like it's my go-to. That's the only way I make it through a level. And it takes me like four weeks because I've got to. <laughs> I'm still pretty, you know, uh, efficient. It's the only with time, my time. That you know, you have a little bit of privacy yes, and no one right. will hassle you about what right. you're like. I, I'm busy. <laughs> that's it. Honestly, I think that's it. I don't know. That's, what I've the, done that's that the reason Steve Jobs invented the sm- the iPhone. Did you know that? It's uh, it's all from from potty Toilet breaks. Gaming. Oh yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I'm. No, I don't know for real. But I believe it. It wouldn't surprise I'm me. Bored. Like, most of the best ideas come when you're on the on the toilet, right? Or like in the, the shower. Isn't that like yeah. or in the shower, right? Yeah. So I need maybe, a waterproof version. Yeah, waterproof version. Then we're good to go. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's awkward when you're in public bathrooms and you forget to silence your phone. Yes. So you lock it and it clicks, and then you're just like, oh, everyone I'm knows. Working. Or so oh. like I've been playing NBA Jam, <laughs> and so like. <laughs> If I forget to turn it off, it opens up with NBA Jam. <laughs> I'm like, On fire, heating up. So then I'm, then I'm tempted to just Still play own by it. play. Then I'm tempted yeah. to just own it and be like, yep, that's what I'm doing, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy know? not playing NBA Jam. You focus on your job Have and I'll focus Candy on Candy Crush. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so um, I've been playing Infamous Second Son. Uh, I, so this week has been super, super busy with school. Um, I don't see it slowing like, down for a couple of weeks. It has been like a soul-crushing school week <laughs> for me. So I got to the very last mission of Infamous, and I haven't been able to play it. Like, uh, uh, hey, that's where uh, I am so, for the past month. Yeah, I, I like I straight up played through the entire game over the weekend last weekend, and. I had one mission left, started school Monday, and I was like, I have no time for anything. So I, I have had very little Never gaming time. Um, but I, I was able to play through uh, Brothers, Tale of Two Sons, uh, which is our indie game of the week that we'll be discussing a little bit later. Yep. I also watched through, for the first time, all of the Riddick films. Wow. Have you guys seen these? Where do you no. find the time? So these were, these were late night hanging out with my wife while I'm writing papers. Oh, um, nice. Wait, <laughs> writing papers and watching films? Something yeah. I cannot do. I it's thought, it's thought about the only night. way that I can do it. Oh, like man. if I'm at home, because otherwise I'll just surf the web. Like I got to write this paper. I'm at home and I'm easily distracted, so I'll either fall asleep, hop on, and my mic just started wiggling. Nope, it was um, me. It was you. I kicked I kicked Drew's mic and maybe it 
<laughs> and it transferred over wiggles your mind. I'm a little freaked out. We are playing in the haunted library. That's right. That's oh right. yeah, Where speaking of somebody's under the table wiggling all our mics. Yeah, this will be this will be late uh, old news by the time you people hear this, but we will be live streaming Outlast tonight, which I am super excited for. So Outlast Part Two. Um, Somebody else gets to cut the highlights off of this one. I'm still scared from the last like three hour session, five hour session of like cutting Seriously. frightening things. Yeah, I'll cut this one. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, uh, started Brandon Sanderson's new book, Words of Radiance, which is pretty good, absolutely fantastic. So it's the second book in his uh, new epic series titled The Way of Kings. Well, so it's the Stormlight Chronicles. Mm-hmm. First book was The Way of Kings. Second book's Words of Radiance, and uh, Man, he just he just does fantasy right. So if you're a fantasy fan um, and you want a fantastic series to get started with, this is uh, this is a good one. Um, other than that, as I mentioned, Soul's Crushing Schoolwork. So uh, yay, yay. Like you got you got weeks. weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you still got some time. And then and it's just video games from there. What's yeah. nice though is that. My job is done. Yeah, that's some <laughs> bull crap. That's <laughs> I wait till so after. Because like all the teachers, what yeah. they they're like, how can we make the last three weeks as hard as possible, but not for us, not only for, for us. the students. Right. We just so pull they, out all they of that. Throw out all of these homework? assignments, yep. and they're like, hey, we don't even have to have class. You guys just need to meet and plan. Makes so I'm happen. gonna sleep in. I'm gonna chill. <laughs> I'm gonna do all these things. Hmm, that just gave me an idea. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Well, since you have all the time in the world, uh, how are you, how are you feeling about covering some news for us? <laughs> I haven't gotten the time yet, but it's coming. All but right. yes, I got news for you. All right. All right. News number one: the April Hall. I think we all know what that is. PlayStation blog, of course, listing off all the PlayStation Plus member games that are coming out for April. So rejoice! The lineup is looking stellar. Can I intro it for you? Do it. Batman. Batman: Arkham City coming down to the PS3. Yay! That's going to be exciting. Stealth: A Clone in the Dark is is on its way. These are like April one, right? So they're just like today. Sometimes they're April one. Sometimes they're kind of spread out throughout the month, but typically they're they're right there. They're, they're up with the first. Is is the first a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. So probably They'll April probably be there. one. So on top of that, Clone in the Dark. Uh, what else? Oh, Castle of Illusion with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so those uh, three are all good. PS3. That's PS three. Then the Vita's getting Velocity Ultra and Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate, and PS four is getting a little thing called Mercenary Kings. Very cool. So what do you guys think of that? I think this is an awesome lineup. Um, with the PS4, honestly, like I've I have loved all of the indie games that they've given away for free since uh, since the launch of the system. So I mean, last I, time we played Resogun for isn't that one of them? Yeah, yeah. prior we played to that starting forever. the Outlast yeah. live stream, we played Resogun for almost two hours, and uh, you know it was like Galaga in a snow globe. Yeah, that's actually a fantastic. <laughs> it was way pretty. Of I didn't even play it, but I'm watching it. I was like, this is kind of weird. And that fun. is kind of a perfect description of it. Um, and so I don't know a lot about Mercenary Kings, but if it well, it's a frantic 2D action game. That's I just, true. I was just going to read the tidbit there. <laughs> You're part of yes, the Mercenary yes, Kings, Rachel. the most He's skilled most team, team of team warriors of war. for hire on Earth. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of looks like uh, what was the old um, 2D side scroller Metal Slug? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it looks similar to that. Um, but PS4 has been doing indies right, like they. They've been killing it on the indie titles. I've enjoyed everything that they've put out, so I'm I'm excited to play this. It's 
uh, two-player co-op, local or online. Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. So I think it looks super, super good. Batman Arkham City. Have either of you guys played I've, any of the I Arkham played, games? I played uh, the 16-minute demo. Okay. Um, and I was, and I was oh, upset yeah. when it ended. You know, I was kind of like, oh, that would be fun, but I can't afford that right now. Yeah. So this will be great to pick up. I will so play the, it. the Arkham series of the Batman games, honestly, is pr- are, they're probably the best superhero games that have been made. That's what I've period. heard, too. Yeah, so I'm way so because I can get into that now with the new one coming out, too, that's going to be red because the new one looks awesome. They're fin- yeah, the new one looks amazing. So Arkham City is dope, and the, the whole Arkham series as a whole is, is pretty awesome, especially if you were watching the Batman series through the 90s um, uh, because all the voice actors are the same. So, like, the Joker is Mark Hamill. Nice. nice. Who was the Joker in the animated series. And was also, if you didn't know, Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. I think so most geeks are probably... Well, if you don't know that, so. turn this off and never listen. No, <laughs> we, always listen. We can't you're, here to, you're here to learn. What if you weren't learn. old enough to know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Am I excited? But, uh, I mean, even Batman, you know, is voiced by the guy that did, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, voiced by the guy that did the, uh, the cartoon. The cartoon version. So That's very cool. I feel, like, I feel like this is the Batman and Joker that I grew up with. So I've, I've really enjoyed playing it. And Arkham City is rad. Super open world. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can jump off the top of a building and use your bat cape to, like, fly around. And uh, you, like, hit uh, steam vents that are coming out of sewers and launch you back launch up you into back the up. air. Yes. It's, it's the Batman world done right. It's very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. So, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I love the Mickey Mouse, uh, anything Mickey Mouse, and I never played the original uh, Castle of Illusion that that mm. was clear back back in gosh the the early days, wasn't it Sega Genesis days? Yeah, yeah. So it's like clear back. What's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so they they're bringing that out with all new HD graphics and gameplay, and and people say that it's not just a remake, it's not just a port. It's it's very good. So I'm looking forward to playing. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard so good things. I, w- I would just say this too. Um, before we before we move on is if you are a PlayStation Plus member and you are not just getting onto yes. the PlayStation Store yes. and queuing up and downloading each of these, like you don't have to have a Vita to be getting free Vita games. Like on the slim chance that you ever get one, or win one in a contest, or win one in a contest, or whatever. Like bequeathed one. There's no will. reason for you to not have this library yeah. of games that are coming out because you can be queuing and downloading these all. I mean, and to do that, you, you just go PS- to the website, log in there, yep. and start putting them in your so account. So you go through. Let me pull it up. Because you told me about that, and I I have Resogun without a PS4. Well, nice. I have it. I have it in my queue, ready to go. Yeah. So you're just going to SonyEntertainmentNetwork.com. Perfect. Um, oh. You'll log into your your account, and you can queue up and download all the stuff. So, I mean. You would already have five, six PS4 yep. games. Yep. Um, probably twenty-five to forty, somewhere in there, uh, Vita games and a crap ton of PS3 games and good, as well. And so, good ones at that. None yeah, of, very good ones. None of this three-year-old Xbox yeah. stuff. Okay, let's go on number two. Are you ready? Yes. Turkish delight. Hmm. Turkish sounds, delight. Sounds delightful. Sounds tasty. Uh, okay, so video on a Turkish site called Multiplayer revealed that The Last of Us will be coming to the PS4 this summer. Sir Console and the uh, PlayStation's Eurasian software market manager was on the show, um, I'm assuming speaking Turkish. 
And he said while he was on there that the sequel to The Last of Us may be not forthcoming anytime soon, but, quote, the first game will be released this summer for the PS4 as a physical and digital copy with enhanced graphics. So we got to call it a rumor because the video was in Turkish and I don't speak that. But IGN was saying that it's coming from a legit source. They, this guy's been with Sony. The, this Sirkin Solon's been there for a couple of years, two or three years. So he's, he's – Affiliated, so it's, it's kind of like relatively a, legitimate source yes, for a rumor, right? Exactly, to come from a show called what is it? So it was like CNN on Turkish or something. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a very legitimate rumor. How excited are you to play Last of Us upgraded a bit on the new system, <laughs> Jeff? You're the only one that has it right now. Um, so loving it. You know, will you as play far it again? As stories go as far as the story goes. Like, I feel like after I finished The Last of Us, I I kind of wanted that to be my experience so i don't know that i'd play through the single player again or maybe like i don't know maybe i would because it'd be about a year since i beat it last so maybe playing through again and kind of just being in that world again um i just i left the last of us's like world feeling like i had like that was my story you know what i mean like i i went through it and and i got my story because everyone's gonna have it a little bit differently like depending on the conversations that you find depending on the notes that you find. Um, Gosh. And so I kind of wanted that experience to stay with me, and it really has. Like, I've, I've spent more time, like, really kind of thinking about and pouring over, like, my you, experience you in The would. Last of Us than, than <laughs> it's, dude, I'm telling you. Like, so maybe this is Right, good. Rachel? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's totally. It's a game that sticks with you. It's a game that you can't help but, like, Think about. about. So you're semi-hesitant to, to do it over again because that would rewrite the story. Right, because I, I feel connected to the story that I've already had. Okay. Um, but Sounds like a calm theory class. Right. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Your narrative <laughs> functional analysis. And, <laughs> but but no, on the other good. hand, it's exciting. Um, I love the multiplayer for The Last of Us. Like The, the Last of Us's multiplayer is fantastic. And so... I mean, if given the opportunity to get back into that on the PS4 with upgraded graphics, I think that would be a blast. Where's the so, show? I might, I might be getting back. Let into us that. know. I, unless, unless I do another one of these, you know, really expensive gigs for a couple hours, I don't think I'm getting a PS4 anytime soon. Maybe that's my next like negotiation with the wife. Hey, I'm going to stay up again real late. I got to do this gig. The money's going to a PS4, <laughs> not groceries. Do you hear me? This is what you say. <laughs> yeah, right, babe, babe. I'm doing this podcast. It's, a, re- it's a resume builder. I need this for my resume. So, <laughs> so won't was that fly. your logic? That so was part of it. <laughs> so won't fly on my end. No, that's no. part of it. She'll go, honey. The last experiment you did cost us eighty grand. You got to pay off those bills first. <laughs> oh, okay, you're right, right. Go no, I was kind of like, I, uh, you're kind of full of crap, but I don't care if you get a PS4. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> there's a there's a Thank time you. for everything. All right, let's push forward. Number three. Listen to the insider. Start the hype. This one from Dual Shockers. Um, according to an industry insider, Sean Rashid, E3 should have some sweet announcements coming from Sony, which I think we'd expect anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's E3. This is where they announce things. Uh, so, like, things that they've talked about or that he's kind of uh, let people know um, uh, is coming for E3. Support for PS1, PS2 titles coming to the PS4 with 1080p. So they'll be upscaling and awesome. working old titles. Awesome. And, of course, lots more from Project Morpheus. Insider Man says that Sony's going to be asking for more feedback from developers about Project Morpheus, which totally makes sense. That's the way they've done things lately. Here's what we did. Here's, you know, give it to, your, to the developers, the people that are going to be making things for it, and let them give you feedback on how to make it better. That's what they did with the controllers and um, totally. uh, lots of peripherals. So 
that's what's coming up. E3 is not far off, and uh, I'm kind of excited. I, I don't. I'm usually I've been there for like three or four years, minus last year, and so yeah. I felt left out. So I'm still again kind Let's of figure out a way to get there. I know that's what we got to do. We just got to just got to do it. Yeah. So I did. You want to go? No, go. I'll nope. go. Mm-mm, so go. Um, what what I'm really excited about is the the support for the PS1 and PS2 games. Right, um, right. I I assume that basically what will end up happening is that the PS4 will get some kind of emulator to mm-hmm. to just play these, uh, unless they are fully remastered. And and I don't think it ever uses the word remastered. Mm-hmm. I would love to have. A lot of these old school PS1 classic games remastered, like there's, I you know, there's a difference between upscaling to 1080p and remastered. Right. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, I think I know gonna I, re- there, render. there are always times that like I find myself in like a nostalgic state where I'm like, man, I'd really love to play through Final Fantasy VII again. Yes. Or you know, that's Chrono what I would trigger. Do. Or yes. you know, it, it's kind of weird, like. The only non-JRPG that I find myself wanting to go back and play are, like, the Tony Hawk games or Metal Gear Solid. How funny. Other than that, like, I typically just want I, – I, I think back on my experiences during that time with JRPGs, and I'm like, That's they, they were it. Yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? That's uh, – now, mm, the, I played very few games on the PlayStation 1, so there's not a whole Nothing. time. One thing I'm kind of excited about is I know that the PlayStation 1 kind of, like – when it was fresh and stuff, like, like the only ones I can think of are like Crash Bandicoot and stuff. Yes, and all those yeah, fun yeah. Spyro. Ones. Yeah, so that'll be just kind of nice and fun. And everyone will. Be yeah, it's stuff about like it. that you can play with your kids. Like, For sure, like, this this type of platformer two D you know runner. That's right. that can sit down and it even be, teach my kids how to play that. They would it would be that. fun to go back and play Crash with with kids. With kids. Right, not yeah. only that, but like Banjo Kazooie. No, yeah. that was Xbox. Banjo was it? Banjo was on PS One. Cool, yeah. So. so it's just like things like that too, and plus, plus like Nintendo is usually keeps their past updated. I don't feel like Sony has kept their past updated as well. So yeah, it's nice to like literally relive those things. So also, I think the PlayStation had tons of more like horror games and stuff. I remember the original Silent Hills and Silent Hills and Clock Resident Tower Hills. and stuff right, like that. Right. So I think that will even be awesome because those will be. It would be interesting you know? after like. That would be really funny, I think, to to go back and play some of these old school, you know, Resident Evil, Silent Hill games yes, after doing Outlast and like just seeing if it has the doing, same comparing the yeah, two. Right? You know yeah, I mean? that'd be interesting. That because be I remember being terrified yep. playing like Silent Hill right? and Resident Evil and zombie dogs coming after me. Like, and part of what was so scary is that the controls were so sketchy that it was like, just I don't turn, <laughs> please turn <laughs> so I can shoot this guy. That's funny. What about um, what about the Project Morpheus stuff? Anything? I know we're going to talk a lot about it, and then later on in the show we're going to talk about our our uh, feelings about the Oculus Rift specifically. But with the um, Project Morpheus and announcements coming out, anything you're expecting to see or hoping to see E3 wise from de- from gamer developers? Uh, you know, I as as I've thought about Project Morpheus and like where I I see it being utilized the most, I think that you're going to see a lot of like racing games utilizing Project Morpheus. I don't know that we're gonna see like a first-person shooter. You don't at think least, so? At least not this year. Like, like flipping around, I mean, like I, I think it'll left. be He's something. Right. I think it'll be something that comes out two or three years. I don't know. Like okay. uh, That's when legit. I when I, I mean, tried the Oculus Rift, like it was still kind of disorienting for me. And I play first-person shooters, right, right. and so the thought of like having to do that with my head so fat, I don't know. It just 
I, would I feel like it would sick. make me sick. Yeah. And so I think for the for the most part, what you're going to see is games where the peripheral um, images are background images. Like they're not something that is critical to the game. Okay. Where a first person shooter, like you, you run through the whole thing. Have, yeah. like, Everything around you is coming to kill you, and you need to be able to move and engage it quickly. And I think that somebody's going to snap a, their neck on a face. Like on a, on What's behind? O- I almost said on a Facebook. Uh, that's uh, different. On an Oculus Rift, on a Project Morpheus type headset. I think having to move that way and having you know enemies surrounding you, I think is going to be difficult to do without making the user sick. Right. Initially. So hopefully that's something May- that changes. Maybe a developer will come out with the. Uh, those little bands that you would wear when you'd go driving, or what? Do like the uh, motion sickness bands that oh, have yeah. like acupressure <laughs> points in them? It's like it'll just sell them with that, plus or whatever else other cures there are for motion sickness. Yeah, so I see. I, I think I see primarily like driving games. Uh, I would I wouldn't be surprised at all if um, what is it? Not it's not Forza, right? Uh, drive Club. If Drive Club is shown at E3 as as a Morpheus can... um, title. Uh, and yeah. I wonder. I mean, they just didn't kind of confirmed it. There's probably some people who've been working with it. But, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, anything that we hear about is probably going to be a year out. Yeah, that, right. that's always been the hard thing about going to E3 is that you get to see something. Like I've seen, t- I've seen tablets and toys and things that uh, people were putting together that still haven't come out, or they're like, they were never fully or, or they, yeah, never really made it. So yeah. I, there was one behind the doors that we did with. Uh, I can see their symbol. It's all green. It's like it's not like Alienware, but it's Razor. And yeah. they had this Project Fiona or something that you'd your handles were on the side of an iPad, and so all your controls were off on the side of the iPad, and mm. it was separate, stuck on. Mm. And I played the prototype, and it was cool. It was neat to have that like larger scale. But again, I don't. Yeah, it'll be interesting. One thing yeah. that I think that they're going to do, though, like you say, driving games too. But one thing that I was reading is more of thrill games for thrill seekers, like kind of like roller, roller coaster, coasters, yeah. roller coaster type things, like flying type things. So you think like build your own roller coaster and That's then ride it? That's what I that could think. Be cool. So things I'd like that, that. or even I could just see, like a free fall type thing. See, and I could also see like if if it's being incorporated only at certain times, like oh, I you just saying that kind of made me think of Far Cry 3. And in Far Cry 3, there, there are moments where you're using right, like hang gliders. Coaster? Oh, right, right. You're using hang gliders to get around. So I wonder if for a first-person shooter, like... At if, that moment, it becomes... While you're having firefights, like... I don't, I don't know. I mean... It's weird. Ready Player One those. actually shoots the image onto your eyeballs in the book Ready Player One. Right. And so, like, your eye movement is what moves the screen. And so, you know, what if your eye movement in the... In the headset was able to, you know, move to different to controllers as opposed to stuff, swinging yeah. your head back and yeah. forth. Um, but, like, I just pictured, like, hang gliding with, you know, a uh, Project Morpheus-type headset and being able to just look around the environment around you. Um, I think that could be a very cool experience. We'll see, we'll see what I they have. And we will tell everybody about it as it happens. Hurrah! All right, number four. We're, we're pushing through the news. This one I called... Is there an epidemic? Yeah. From IGN, just curious here, Justin Richmond, who is working on Uncharted PS4 as the game director, has left Naughty Dog. And this is just after creative director Amy Hennig's departure. She left earlier this month. Okay, so Richmond's not going to uh, – he's leaving Naughty Dog to go be with Riot Games. He's excited to work on some of the innovations that they've been doing. But it also – that article also mentions a rough month of March for all of Sony Worldwide Studios with lots of layoffs and departures for, you know, across the month of March. So what's going on? 
just bailing out. Is it, as that know. is, he's like, uh, I'm done. I think it's interesting he went, because Riot Games is known for League of Legends, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's Different. Way different than Naughty com- Dog stuff. Yeah, and that's what I think is... Com- is he? Do you think he just burned out? Like, I don't I've know. directed this type of game so long, I need something fresh. I, I, think it, I think it's strange that both he and Amy have left. Um, do we know where Amy went? I didn't look that up. I don't think it ever announced where she was going. Um, so I don't know. It, uh, part of me thinks that it's it's strange timing. Um, as far as like the other, I think the other layoffs and and kind of restructuring that Sony is doing is totally. I think it's totally unrelated. Like Sony Worldwide Studios, kind of, it says is having a rough month with numerous layoffs. I think that uh, I think that's probably a lot of restructuring and figuring out like, hey, how are we going to make sure that these assets are met during the next year, two, three years, who do we need, who do we not need? Um, because I also read somewhere that they were hiring recruiters, and so it sounds like they're trimming a little bit of fat to make space for new people. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think it's kind of strange timing on the Naughty Dog side, but, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah maybe that's, that's all that's it is. exactly right. Like that's really we'll see. She was she was writing in lead development uh, when she was there. At Night yeah, Dog, she was right? the lead writer. So, gosh, that's just yeah. We'll see. I just hope the next people can uh, live up to that and not ruin everything. That, that would be the that <laughs> would be the biggest fear, right? right? Well, and that's that's what Naughty Dog like. Naughty Dog is like the top of the of the you know developing world. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, like they're probably the best developers in the world of of video games. Story story and, driven, like yes. And so to to lose two people that quickly, like Naughty Dog can't afford to have a subpar title. Once point, you put out, point. once you put out, people are going to be skeptical after high that. quality content. You can't afford to under like to hit below Just, their yeah, expectation. Right. Like you constantly have to be yep. hitting higher. Especially if it's, if it's in a series like the Uncharted. Yeah. You so that's, I think there is a ton of pressure right now on Naughty Dog to meet expectations. And maybe that's why these people are dropping off. They're like, you know what? This, I can't the, handle the pressure. I, I totally could see them being like, this isn't fun anymore. Like we've been doing this. It was really fun at first. There's way too many expectations. So I don't know. And you know? Being, being that they've been there for the, you know, the other runs, it's possible that somebody lured them away with, hey, I can give you, you know, a, a career next yeah. step. Totally. Uh, yes, that makes sense. All right, number five. Here we go. Last news of the day. Everything we know. This one, again, coming off the PlayStation blog. They've listed, basically, they wanted to keep track of everything that was coming out in 2014 for the PS4. So they challenged themselves to draw up a comprehensive list. So we'll pull up your lists, ladies and gentlemen, and let's look at the PS4 title schedule for the year. Things to launch, things that have launched, and, and it's kind of kind of small already. I'm only three months in, but there's just kind of a handful of things. But they've got a whole list of everything that's been announced for the rest of the year. So right. what's right. grabbing so, you? And I, I would start first by saying that, uh, you know, people have criticized Sony for not having a strong enough lineup. And I think that this was response to that, um, um, saying, like, we, we get... And first of all, we haven't announced a lot of stuff. Like, E3 right. is going to be a big oh, year yeah. for Sony. Right. Um, as far as game announcements go, but they, I think this was in response to that criticism of, you know, hey, we bought the system and we, we don't have enough games, which I would disagree with. It's, it's a new system. It takes time to develop games for it. It's, and I'm happy. Like, I'm playing games without running out of games to play. So that being said, uh, what they list as being out now, um, they've got games like Awesome Knots Assemble, which is supposed to be awesome, Outlast, 
Strider, uh, the Lego Movie video game, Thief, Tomb Raider, Towerfall, Ascension, War Thunder. Uh, there's a number of others that have been released just this year. Um, Infamous, obviously, has already been released. Ground Zero for Metal Gear Solid. Um, but coming up in the spring, it looks like some of the big names are Daylight. I've seen a lot about Daylight, which Rachel mentioned earlier. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn by Square Enix. I'm super pumped about this one that Guacamele Super Turbo Championship Edition is coming out. Because you've played the, the normal yeah, the PS3 version, PS3 yeah, version. which um, we're going to have to make one of our indie games. In fact, nice. maybe I'll wait until it comes out on the PS4 and play through it again because it, it's fantastic. Drinkbox, first of all, I love the name Drinkbox Studios. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I used to make fun of people by calling them juice sacks because I thought it sounded <laughs> gross. Like in, in the Philippines, how they sell like yep. bags of soda or bags of it, juice. It, you just get it in a plastic bag. I calling people juice sacks. Nice. Uh, but uh, I love the, the name Drinkbox, so that's kind of an aside. But um, Octodad looks interesting. Octodad does, right? It's, it just looks, I can't it, even. It looks weird. And, nobody, and the subtitle is Deadliest Catch. Yeah, and nobody has any idea what it's about, but it looks really fun. There's um, a dad with octopus arms. He's, he's, well, he's a dad who's an octopus trying to not look like an like trying to fit into <laughs> society and not look like an octopus. Yeah, that could be fun. I, I love the Odd Worlds. That's on its way. Yeah, Odd World will be cool, and Watch Dogs is probably the biggest mm-hmm. title of mm-hmm. spring. You know, um, I think so, too. Watch Dogs is going to be huge. It, it will either be a massive success or a crushing failure for Ubisoft. Um, my hope I is that them. it is a success. success. I mean, that's why they delayed it, um, so that they could fix some of the issues that were oh, happening right. with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I was actually expecting this not to be released until, like, fall. So I, I'm There's still a chance. Out. I think I, May 27th is the rumored release date. Yeah. So they call that spring? I guess that's some, that's, that's right on spring. the cusp. That's right on the cusp. on my birthday. Oh, <laughs> yo. But I, then been pushed. I know. But I don't know. It's not like it's never been pushed before. So they're just going to get it in May and they're going to be like, JK, holiday, holiday release. That's yeah, right. Know, that's honestly, right. Honestly, though, I'm... I'm I'm one of the people that's of the opinion, like, I would rather have a good product. Oh, right. Yeah. Put it out when it's ready. Yep. Than oh, yeah. a poorly done product early. So yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft, take your time. Get it right. Uh, summer. summer. Summer titles. I'm looking at um, Destiny. Destiny, guys. Very I'm cool. way pumped for Destiny. Destiny's going to be rad. Man. Elder Scrolls Online is, is something that, again, it's one of those people have been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. It's going to be... This is another one, kind of like uh, Watch Dogs, right? Like, it's either going to be a huge right. success or a crushing failure. And I and am, a lot of that, I think, for that one, not gameplay and, and the structure, but a lot of that's just going to be, like, who the type of people end up on there. I mean, with a big, huge online game like that, a lot of your experience comes well, from it's, others. it's an MMO going after a fan base. Of this guy room in the... Very the normal, yeah. RP, like, Western RPG-style yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and what I think a lot of people aren't getting, because people, I've heard a lot of people be like, "Oh, it's just, it's like a Skyrim MMO." This is not going to be Skyrim. No. This is going to be an MMO, and you need to wrap your head around that. Like, this will not be Skyrim online. So, hoping that it has the graphics, if you know the the abilities. controls or the abilities. You know, I mean, hopefully that there's there's that world that's going to be there. But and I, I think, think in the MMO world, it it will be a major contender as far as like graphically. Gameplay wise, I think it will be a contender there. But as far as like, 
I don't know. I it's it's not. I don't think it's going to feel like an Elder Scrolls game. You don't, I, I you just don't think can't, so. I can't imagine. Well, that's why controls I, wise, I think it's going to have to come down to the people that are there, who's experiencing it, and, and yeah. what they're what they're making that experience to be with other people there. Yeah, I'm and very, if they get on being disenfranchised because it's not the Skyrim world they want, it may sour a lot of things. But yet to be seen. Yeah, I, a lot I mean, of people are looking forward to it. That's for yeah. Sure. It again, it'll be either a huge success or a massive failure. So I am, I'm hesitantly optimistic. Is dot, that dot, dot, is question that mark? That, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll go with that. Safe. Hesitantly optimistic. That's safe. Anything what about you, Rachel? Anything there that you're summer? excited about? Um, there's one thing that we didn't discuss, but I see Transformers: Rise of the Dark Spark, and we should probably talk about Michael Bay's new movie later. Oh yeah, if oh, we have time. The turtles. The yeah. turtles. But that's what that reminded me of. But no, there's nothing. Destiny. Okay. Destiny was. Destiny was my big one too. I know it was just kind of Bungie's big screw to Microsoft. I feel like so. Yeah. I'm excited. So uh, going into autumn, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, I think, will be awesome if they can move it away from Dragon Age 2 style yeah. of game. So yeah. it's either going to be a big success or a big failure? So it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> all of these are yeah. yeah. to be. So uh, <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition is supposed to be an open world Western style RPG, mm. which if, if it does that, that's what I wanted from the original Dragon Age. That's what I wanted from Dragon Age 2. And um, Dragon Age 2 got less open world than Dragon Age 1, and I was super upset. So if they can do what they're talking about and make it happen, I think it'll be really cool. The other game is Evolve. Have you I guys seen? Stoked. Um, I love Game Informer's cover stories, and yeah. last month Evolve was their so cover story. It. So it's like, it's Left 4 Dead guys, so it's going to be kind of like Left 4 Dead kind of sort of meets... I don't want to say Halo type, but kind of uh-huh. like Halo type. So it's going to have that it's going to have that multiplayer feel and you'll be able to have certain characters. And that's one thing that they were really trying to incorporate was just the multiplayer, sitting down with your friends and just I taking think it's out a this game. Multiplayer only, right? I think so. And so basically what you have is um a 4 on 1 style of gameplay. The one person playing will be this monster that evolves and gets bigger as he does damage. And so yeah, you have four of your friends trying to kill another one of your friends who's becoming this big, giant, mega monster, and it's kind of a battle to the death of who can kill who first. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a very different approach to online shooters. It will be really interesting to see how right. it goes. Each character, unlike the Left 4 Dead series, like each character is going to have their own specifics, their own pros, yeah. type of their own abilities and stuff. And not only that, but I just think it's going to be a beautiful game as well. Yeah. Because that's something they've really, been really, really focused on, so... Yeah. I think it looks really, really good. Um, <coughs> yeah, winter. I'm stuck for Evolve. Winter. I'm not seeing anything I'm interested in. Um, and it's really small. I mean, that's going to be Guns of Icarus, uh, Hyper Light Drifter, Raise the Dead. I'll still be playing Dragon Age Evolve yeah. or Destiny or and there, all and three. I am assuming that E3, we're going to hear a lot more about winter releases sure. and announcements. And then they have a whole list here of TBA, things that are like expected Maybe. to come out. Yeah, which for the PS4, I, a lot of them are just ports or you know console. Yeah, there's there, a lot of them are third-party things yep. like Mad Max is is going to be a good one. Uh, Hashtag Drive Club. <laughs> That's really the name. Tom Clancy's <laughs> The Division looks good. Bro. Is that seriously what it is? Is that what it yeah. has a hashtag, hashtag for? Drive, drive Club? Weird. Um, so I I don't know that it is even worth getting into the TBAs because it's. Yep. You know, that means it's up oh, in the air. Oh, I, I we'll saw one at the happens. very bottom. Um, some fun ones, though. Hohokum. 
What is that? Is that listed in the? Hohokam oh, is the, the one we demoed at CES, yeah, right? Yeah, so, I, cool. so I, that's why I saw that. Uh, that's when I played at, C, at CES. That was uh, it was fun and it was simple and easy and it was kind of it uh, cute. Cute, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just and there was something like you know it's kind of like a no rules. Just you just get to do cool things and figure game. out yeah figure out what it, what each thing fun. does. So I'm really looking forward to that. I I hope we see that sooner yeah, and with, later. With any luck, uh, Batman Arkham comes... Knight will show up this year. Uh, yeah, um, right, That would be right. fantastic to be able to play that. It's done by Rocksteady again, so it's going back to Rocksteady, which is where the uh, series originally began. The Order 1886 is also slated for a 2014 release. Still unknown if there's a release date. And um, I've heard a lot of um, industry insiders kind of hesitant to, to be excited about this. They're kind of nervous that um, you know it should be postponed and they say that you're jumping in and out of cinematics kind of weird mm. uh, yeah other than that um, I think we we'll probably keep moving on that it's, is the news yeah that is the news it's over cool it took us about 40 minutes to get there what's next that was a lot of news uh, so yeah let's throw it over to Rachel get into the new releases <laughs> and then to the indie game of the week so Rachel So coming up, um, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Okay, so April 1st is Ragnarok Odyssey Ace. Uh, Mercenary Kings also comes out April 1st, so you'll be able to get that on PlayStation Plus. April 2nd, Batman Arkham Origins, the 2.5 game coming out for like handhelds and PlayStation 3. Cool. April 4th, Elder Scrolls Online. Mm, but that's P- I think that's, that's PC. PC. That's PC. PC. But I think people not jump for on PlayStation that. 4. People will jump on that. That'll be good. So I yeah. Think 4 is not till like June or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not for a while, but the the reality is that this is going to give us a good look at what mm-hmm. the world is dealing awesome. with. Yep. So yep. it, also, yeah. You'll find out very quickly if it's worth picking up. Right. Gosh, that's that's so that's like days away. Yeah. Days. I need to clear my schedule for the weekend. Well, there goes Drew. All right, so then April 8th, Daylight comes out, and that's kind of like, kind of looks like a T rated version of Outlast, except yep. it's also in the daylight. Wake up in this so, place. So instead of a, a naked man with chains chasing you, <laughs> it's going to be like the principal? I mean, you know, I, I what's think, so, what's I so scary be, about it? Does it I think it's going to be a philosophical, philosophical, the mental thing. Because, like,. <laughs> Psychological. <laughs> Psychological. Yeah, yeah philosophical. That totally one. Different. So you wake because you wake up in this building and you don't know where you are. Yeah. And it's just like you have a camera and you. I don't know if there's monsters inside this room, but it's rated T, so I don't. It's being made by Zombie Studios. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume that there's monsters somewhere. Well, maybe, maybe just I don't know. I don't so. see a Zombie Studios making a game. And that's plus, like... it's during the daylight. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, not as. Yeah, scary. I'm looking at some pictures. I mean, it's. What's what's there's the some tea? dark scenes. Dark I mean, you're in caves. Break. Oh. So it might be light outside, but Dark I don't know. We'll some see what places. But yeah, so there's that one. Also on April 8th comes Strike Suit Zero, the director's cut. Cool. Strike Suit. <laughs> For um, April 11th is Lego the Hobbit. For, why do I? Because it's April. April, April's for. April 15th is 2014 FIFA World Cup Brazil. And then April 25th, Dark Souls Dos. Where is that going to? I don't know, so maybe I did an awful job at this. I think I was dyslexic <laughs> last night. I was like misreading maybe. the topic reviews. <sighs> maybe just everything. 
because I know the Dark Souls 2 came out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 already. Maybe it's a PC launch as well. Well, I'm just losing my mind, so just You're don't good. listen to anything I say this week. Let's You're just good. There's lots, there's lots coming on. Let's so. just do that. Uh, That's good. Had a busy school week, so. You know, <laughs> it was just so, <laughs> so frustrated with everything. If you would like to correct us, please send us a tweet at LittleBigCast or email us. Or if you're KT Data himself, just catch us on the group message board and let us know exactly what oh, we I'm missed. Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. I'm sure he will. I love it. I love it. You I guys pronounce this word wrong? By the way, guys, <laughs> uh, it's Blaze, not Blaze. <laughs> that was awesome. Because I love it because we know exactly when he's listening to the show to post it because we get all these comments. Yeah. We need to right. just call him in. But of course, he doesn't wake up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That's true. And never. never will. But, yes. Yeah, you awesome. try doing this at 8 a.m. <laughs> right? That's, uh, that's what we blame it on. Yep. So uh, that's moving on. this month, yeah. Moving on to the indie game of the week. I'm I'm excited to talk about this game. Uh, we decided to play, and it was actually Drew's pick. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're gonna go. Each of us pick a game. And we'll just kind of. I think that's a great. Idea. Week to week. So this week's was Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. It's developed by Starbreeze Studios and published by Five Hundred Five Games. Uh, the synopsis for the game says: Guide two brothers on an epic fairy tale journey from visionary Swedish film director. Joseph Fares, a top-tier developer, Starbreeze Studios, a top-tier developer at Starbreeze Studios, control both brothers at once as you experience co-op, pl- co-op play in single-player mode like never before. Solve puzzles, explore the varied locations, and fight boss battles, controlling one brother with each thumbstick. This is a journey you will never forget. Never, ever forget. They so make it. It was your. Go ahead. Yeah, so let's let's hear Rachel's take like since she's she's the f- both you and I have finished it. We've made right. it all the way through. Rachel, Rachel has, has not. And what is your? I just want to hear you say that <laughs> I you put walked in around about the, whole world. the same. Okay, so I have you played, played enough about, that you could have finished. No, I played about two and a half, two and a half slash three hours of it, but I'm still apparently not even halfway done with the game. This is just my life, guys. So I just can't ever <laughs> be. I just can't. You're an explorer. What a is wanderer. this? Yes, so. That's okay. If you, I'm not familiar. I'm not very familiar with indie games. It's kind of a new thing for me, so I'm not really used to them. So, so then, ha- what do you think? Like, as as someone who's new as to new? indie games, so it's it's really it's it's okay. So it's mm, it's different. It's it's pretty though, because it is pretty. Journey. I was gonna say Journey was pretty, but it was pretty in a simple way. And this one, there's actually like detail in the face. Like my friend watching playing, he's like, "This is actually really good for an indie game." The only thing, kind of, they don't speak English. They speak Sims. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of confusing because I'm expecting them to tell me where to go. And they don't understand me. So there's right, that. Right. And then, as Drew was mentioning earlier, I'm so used to, like, exploring the whole world and collecting things and putting things in my backpack. But that does, doesn't exist. So I keep, like, wandering around and going off into little hidden corners thinking I'm going to find something to, like, gear my life or something. And there's nothing, so I just keep exploring for no absolute reason, and I need but to stop. But it is pretty. But it's, it is—it's it's pretty. pretty. It's so pretty. So that too, and then sometimes when I'm like sitting on ledges and stuff, because if you, the what makes this game so unique is the dynamics of it. So your left analog stick will control one brother, and then your right analog stick will control the other brother, and then also the left back button and the right L2 and R2. So it's just kind of weird to like either be completely in sync with that or to move one and you are either and move. totally in sync or like you're like what's going on here right like, right it's when they exactly where like are. stop you walk to this side you go to that side so that you're at least aligned with my thumbs right yeah. so i almost have to do like one at a, one brother at a time sometimes and like when i'm sitting on ledges i have to remind myself like okay the left side is the big brother the right side is the little brother because if i don't one of them always dies yeah one so, will fall yeah, <laughs> yeah so 
but yeah, no, I'm liking it so far. Um, hopefully I'll be able to finish it before tonight, maybe. I'm not sure. If, I don't think you have to race through it, but uh, right. But I think you can easily put another hour and a half in it and you right. finish up. Yeah. So we try, we'll try not to spoil it for you or scare you oh, away. Oh, no, you guys can spoil it for me. Right, and so the... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, and break. It's, it's <laughs> go. And I'm gonna know how it ends. I, yeah, you will. You, you, I, I, and I, I, I think I want to talk about the whole so thing. So it's kind of hard to be like, okay, go play it soon and fun. I think I think we're here to kind of explore what was great and what was done right. So I really love the, the thumbstick controlling. I found that to be like absolutely um, so like different. what hooked me. You know, see, and I, I really unique. didn't like it at first. To be, if I'm being totally honest, like I started, it turned you off. I remember we talked about this weeks played, ago. Yeah, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I and I said that the thumbsticks, like, I, I was just frustrated with it. And so what I did to try and mitigate that was I was like, I wonder if my PS4 controller, my DualShock 4, will work with my PS3 to be able to play this game because it has the concaved um, mm. thumbsticks. Because uh, with the other yeah. ones, my thumbs kept like sliding off because I tend to push kind of hard, right. and so I I used the DualShock Four, and it <coughs> and it was perfect. Like, okay, good. All good. all of the frustrations that I felt before were gone. Good. So I was I was okay. super happy with that. Sorry, continue. No, that's that's excellent. I, I think that's what I love about this being an indie game. Is this? I don't see any huge studios being like, hey, let's innovate the way you play the game. Right. Right. Totally. And right. this and this is what I love. It's that. Uh, Starbreeze said, "Let's let's try this, you know." And and you've seen it in you know Cooney. There's like one or two areas where you do like two controlling of two people with right. the things, and it's more of a puzzler. Like I go up, you go left. You know, it's just kind of coordination. This became almost fluid throughout the game. So as soon as you kind of yeah. set up and said, "This is how we this is how we move," the first couple are like puzzles. Okay, he walks here, he stands here, he jumps up on his head, and he gets here, walks across the bridge, you know, lowers this, and. And it just felt like as the game progressed that it was much more for me, much more fluid. And it was just like, all right, boys, let's let's walk forward together. And right. and I started to feel like I could make them do you know whatever I needed to. Yeah, you you kind of fell in step with them. Yeah. I think was how I felt too. Like, and and even on the second playthrough, as I was as I was doing it at first, I was like, I I was kind of pulled away by the non English speaking dialect but then i started to actually appreciate it like the same way that i appreciate the inability to speak in journey right i, I found myself similar. being like okay what am i supposed to be feeling here rather than what am i supposed to be hearing what am i supposed to be feeling and that was kind of the point of the game i felt like was kind of a subjective to, story that you get to was to feel this experience with it to go through this experience with these brothers which was surprisingly dark. So let's let's cover the story a little bit. So it starts out, and, St- and Stace, my wife, was was hanging out with me when I started it weeks ago, and like the very first scene is uh, his dead mom. Is, yeah, like they watch the her drown. Yeah. Right? yeah, and they watch her drown. Like yeah. they harken back and watch her drown, and then so it's just like this. They're sitting at the tombstone, watching. You know, Mom's gone, and then you find out Dad's sick. So the two brothers have to go on this journey to go find some healing water to bring back to Dad. Right, and right. it's. It seems like okay. It's just going to be up the hill, which explains like also the younger brother's fear of water. And yes, exactly. And all the way through, he's he does he has a fear of water that he doesn't want to swim, and he has to like hold on to Big Brother's back, which surprisingly also comes into play at the end all of the, the game. Way, like, yep. it it's so well tied together. So you continue with the story. Sorry. So so that's kind of the, that is the main story that you're chasing some healing water for Dad, and the two brothers are kind of like united, um, and it feels like. Because you have to use your two thumbs to make them work together, it almost feels like you are the you. 
this is the philosophical, not psychological. This is philosophical. <laughs> like you feel like you're you are the connective tissue between them. Right. And I saw totally. somebody write that up in a blog, and so I'm stealing that. But you feel like you are that bond between those two brothers. So they basically journey all the route through the mountains. Um, you know, early on, it's like you're walking through villages and just talking to people that aren't talking back, but at least you get a sense of what you know. They tell you a little bit of something, or they point you to the right direction mm-hmm. or something. Um, I, early on, I let my little girl play it. Thankfully, I you know I I I played the rest of it alone, but uh, she was so excited that she picked up a ball and threw it down the well. And I was like, "What are you doing? What if you're pissing people off? You just threw his basketball down the well." You know, so there was that kind of freedom, and it was fun. Um, the vision's beautiful, but story-wise, you just keep kind of hiking up the mountain, and it just gets more and more fantastical every step that you take. Every section of it is um, there's you know you meet a giant who. He's the you. coolest He's a cool guy, guy that like helps you move from one place to yeah. another, helps you kind of get across gaps, and then eventually you get into uh, almost like a like an under the uh, what's Minas Tirith? No, what's the uh, the the Hobbit one where they're all under the grounds, the dwarfs? Oh, like an under like yeah, you're in you kind of the subterranean, Sub, right? Uh, and it's just caves and and holes and stuff. subterranean Sorry, castle yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. You get down there and you're moving around like uh, as you can see giants like. Working and hammering, yes, and yeah, doing different things, yeah. So there's that. That's that's really funny. Basically, you you go from underground and then up, and then you get farther and farther along um, to worlds of giants. And I and I like and, what you said too about um, and see. And I don't I don't think you go into a world of giants. I think what what I felt at least what I felt like. Rink? I thought I was small the whole time. I think. I think you're playing. Would that not make them giants? Though I think you're. Well, maybe I guess. <laughs> but you think. But you think. That really I think I'm the small one because of you are the, the s- interaction that you have with birds is why I felt that way. Uh, so I actually, as I played through it, um, I thought they were giant birds. So you gotta step outside right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, not no, to no. Spoil you it. should spoil it because I should have completed it. So there's there's a point where you have to figure out how to get across a bridge, and I remember crawling up these uh-huh. these like wooden gaps and i was like why are these steps so freaking huge like where am i that these steps are so they're enormous? giant steps and so okay so the interpretation i had like i immediately I can't tell thought you it's wrong i immediately thought of willow okay. and i thought of the little sprites from willow that steal the baby while yeah. the taikini was taking a pee-pee <laughs> like that's that was the first thing I, thought. I was like i'm like this sprite or this fairy kind of right. creature because i'm the only thing it's that's all small in this world yeah it's all relative um, but after that, like after you go across this bridge, I played through. I played until it got like kind of dark with my daughter. Like we're we're going through, and all of a sudden there's this giant arm mm-hmm. in in the road. Yep. And I was like, "What's your freaking arm with like some wood sticking out of it in the road?" And then I realized it's an arrow through this dude's arm, and I have to push the arrow. The two brothers have to push this arrow to, to move, move the, the guy, arm. the dead guy's arm out of the path, so you can keep so walking. So I can sneak yep. away around it. Yep. And like. Walking through this battlefield where there are all these dead bodies everywhere, the water is tinted red with their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and all my daughter is like, "What's, What's why is that? This, why is the water red? Is that blood?" And I was like, uh, "That's juice. That's juice. That's a juice sack." <laughs> she's like, "I think it's blood." And I was like, "We're pausing it." Bedtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, uh, I'm glad you didn't the, get much farther than that with her. That's good. That was the uh, the end of her playthrough. Yeah. But, um, it took. And this is this is where honestly, like where I started to really start to enjoy the game, which maybe says a lot about me. <laughs> um, but it's like, a bloody river. <laughs> we go down, and I, I I just I was struck by like 
the complexity of the story that wasn't there before. That's that's kind of what hit me. I was like, well, uh-huh. this is a much bigger story than what I had it's initially thought. It's not just a puzzler. Like, right. And so that's, that's when the story became relevant or like important enough for me to be kind of pulled into it. And that's... Yeah, I mean, from that point on, I was I was committed and I wanted to find out what happened. And you go through, you know, dealing with these uh, sadistic tribesmen who are about to sacrifice this woman that you have to right. save, save. And then she later is this other thing. and Which blew me away. Totally. Like, I was so – I was – so and I I don't think we should spoil the ending. Okay. I don't I don't okay. think we should say what happens because we want to encourage right the right. listeners to play. It. Oh yeah, when I got done, so I was like this is a game. This is a game that needs to be played. It deserves to be played. Yep. The other thing yep. that I would say, um, speaking to what you guys have already mentioned, is just how beautiful the game looks. And one of the things that I really appreciated throughout the game were these benches. Yes. That yeah, they had. I noticed that too. Just throughout the game, Go that and when sit you down. interact with them, you sit down. And it shows you the world. And it's this panorama, this vista I, that, that's just And I impressive. so appreciated that. I yeah. really appreciated that I could sit down and I could just look and enjoy what, enjoy this world that the developers had created for me. Yeah, so that was nice. That was I, beautiful. Yeah, I was totally pulled into that. I loved it. I thought it was super unique. I loved the gameplay. I loved the style. Somebody explained it online as uh, I, as Ico I C O Ico Ico. I played I played like, again a couple of minutes Ico, of that Ico, one. Ico people. Ico really? Say, yeah. I don't know. That's too late. It's Japanese. <laughs> it can be whatever so, we want it to be. So online, some some folks have described it as Ico meets Limbo in Fable's world, which I think was pretty pretty fitting because it yeah. had that limbo silent sort of feel. You can die easily, and then you kind of go back and figure out what you have to do with this unique gameplay. So yeah, without spoiling the end, it it uh, it's definitely worth the play. Three hours max, probably, unless, unless you're Rachel. You're me. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I think if you if you look online like length of game, if you're a completionist, it should take you three and a half hours. Which is yeah, which is an easy. I'm not even gonna complete it's a thing. I'm just walking you into dead ends. That's it. So if, you hit, if you're just walking and don't have anything to interact with, and hit R two or L two because that's an older brother, he'll point you in the direction you should be going. I've noticed that. I yeah. just thought he was just. Uh, he keeps you just on. Pointing. Just pointing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can always just go go find people's <laughs> bouncy balls to throw down the wells. I mean, obviously, or just more sheep. We can we can discuss more about the cute little animals and the fat yeah. sheep well, that I you, killed. A point in the game it's where a you tiny get to sheep, a according. Goat. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. According that to Jeff, it's a tiny. Fun. It's a tiny sheep. It's a pixie oh, sheep. They're so cute. But that's, that's, do you dis- you, no, I don't you even disagree because it, I think it's just totally relative, right? I mean, at the very beginning, and in the village, you're with people your own same size, and whether or not. Your, you know what I mean? Like everything is your size. How great is that? Let me play in all the interpretation. <laughs> yeah, you play in all the side. I kept right. thinking, I kept thinking, oh wow, these are, you know things are getting bigger and bigger, and this is the world of giants because I'm going higher and higher up the mountain. So the but lady, the lady been. though, also is part of what made me think, oh, I'm actually small. Right. Good point. Good point. And I had not considered that, but that totally makes sense as well. No, I, I, whatever you start out with, I was so things get bigger her. than you. Yeah, as you should Sorry, be. As you should I'm, be. I'm spoiling as far as you go. Um, th- yes, you ride the mountain goat. You oh, things that we loved about the gameplay. I love the hang gliding. You both get yeah. to hang on a hang glider, and you control them left and right. But you're controlling like the tilt of that hang glider. It took yeah. me probably thirty, you know, putting, 15, 20 putting, times. You put them both on the left side. They're going to pull the weight, <sighs> and it's going to pull hard left. If you put them like balance them, yeah, I loved that. I it thought that was awesome. A fun way to explore that same stick control. I but, also loved the when you tie the brothers together. There's a point in the game where you lash each other 
lash each other to each other so that you can climb up stuff without falling and you use them to swing like a pendulum to reach new places yeah and that was fantastic because again you're having to remember like okay which brother is which if i let go of one can the other hold and it i yeah. i loved it I yeah it was there's a lot of some really really fun stuff Th- things like that and then just like pushing the arm out of the way using the arrow that's stuck into the forearm uh there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff so please uh Consider it. It's Play. definitely worth it. Especially, I believe, if you catch it in the next couple of, I don't know, the it's it's free on PlayStation Plus right this very yep. second. Yep. Does that go away in April or are they going to let it? It'll know. go away probably in April. So, so as soon as you hear this, pick it, up. pick it up. The day you hear it. And it's still it's still worth the money to purchase. It's it's a fun one. I'll probably pick it up again in like a couple of months and play through it again for those beautiful scenes. I may even screen pick a few and right? share we'll them. Post it on it's Instagram beautiful. and stuff. Yeah, and see, I don't, so I don't think we have enough time to get into the um, – to the topics today, so we're going to save both of those oh, topics for next week. Um, such a good topic. I think it'll still be relevant okay. next week. Uh, I think it'll be as relevant next week as it is today. But I wanted to mention, um, while just within the Indie Game of the Week topic, something that Rachel mentioned was that she's new to the Indie Game world. I actually kind of am too. Um, I think the first Indie Game that I've played in forever was the first time that I played through Journey because I'd heard so many good things about it. And um, so I kind of want your impression, Rachel, like going from having not really been playing indie games to now, you know, you've played through Journey and, and it sounded like you enjoyed that. I like did. We, we discussed that And the then other like day. enjoying Brothers as well. But the only thing is that they're just, they're genuinely two different genres. Because like the games that I'm used to playing, I am used to like looking for everything and being able to put them in a backpack and understanding the languages and just expecting every game to be as beautiful from a developer that they have been. But Journey, like, they didn't have legs. There was no dialect at all. And in this one, there's no rucksack. And it's just... It's, it's kind n- of a different focus. It's different. And it's nicer because it's like you're playing the game and you play it to, like, play it almost. There's no little distracting things that you have to do on the side. And it's, it's a change of pace for me. It's, like, genuinely almost like, hey, well, we're just going to... It's like taking a walk. It's like I can go work out or I can just like walk around the park. And that's, yeah, that's actually a really good way of And that's kind of it. how I see it. It's like I can play a game and like do a lot of things or I can just like play this game and do this one thing. See, so, and, and, and one of the ways that I've thought about Journey was that it, it felt like a breath of fresh air. Like right. It felt like, you know, I, I play all these games where I'm like, oh, like I got to right. go, I got to go, I got to go. This boss and, and this boss. with Journey, I, I feel like I can breathe. And I feel like, I, you know what, I'm just here to experience this moment. Right. And both Journey and uh, Brothers, I think, capitalize on that. Like they, they are very focused in what they want you to feel, what they want you to experience in a way that AAA titles or larger titles, I don't think, try to drive as as heavily um may, there and and there are exceptions to that i mean the the salt lake city scene from the last of us right is a very focused right. mm-hmm. um driven piece of a very large puzzle but journey and brothers i felt like are a step-by-step kind of path that you're being taken down and they're right. not they're not meant to be they're not meant to be taken as anything other than hey we have a story to tell you come feel feel this experience out with us right um and so i as someone who's also new to to indie games has has kind of 
started to really appreciate that in a way that I didn't think I would. Me too. That's um, the thing. I one and when we were going to do this segment, I wasn't really sure what to expect, just because I thought all games were kind of like the ones I've been playing, and it's just I don't know. It's nice. Fresh. And I think you're going to find so. And I think what's cool about indie games, right, is that. Developers can do whatever they want. Yeah. They're not beholden say, to anyone. Because yes. we've and only so, been doing the adventure ones, but there are so many different types of indie games yeah. that we'll be getting into. Right. Like, I think in the so, next, I think it's your turn to pick what we play next. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any ideas on what you want to do that you want to announce not a clue. today. <laughs> um, so we can, we can talk about that wait. offline and we'll announce that on our Twitter feed later. Sweet. But like, um, I, kn- I know that Guacamelee, for example, is almost the exact opposite of what journey and um <laughs> brothers is right it's over the top funny it's super satirical it is um you know you're you're this farmer living in mexico that this girl you have a crush on gets kidnapped and the god of wrestling comes and imbues you with these super luchador powers and nice. you are now this luchador to go and fight the the undead and win back your girlfriend like <laughs> Totally over the top. You can body slam chickens. Uh, it's it's the totally like opposite approach to indie games from Journey and Brothers, and that's what I'm starting to really appreciate. And that's I, I'm so glad that PlayStation has recently like had this really concerted effort to like start pursuing and focusing on helping indie games succeed. I I I think that that was the right choice, and it was criticized pretty heavily. Right. I mean, when they first I announced, so. like, this is the platform for indie game developers. Like, we're not going to charge you to do updates. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're going to make this a place where your content can exist. Right. And they right. even give like a good majority of the games away for free too. Totally. So and and I think um, I think we as gamers only benefit from that. Yay. So I'm I'm happy with it. What do you think, Drew? I, th- I think that it's it's um, we see it in a lot of different places. I mean, if you look at even TV for a long time and cable had things that were coming out from the big studios who weren't ready or willing or couldn't take the risks because they got to pay the bills and they just have this huge overhead right. and they've, they've got to have the sure things. Uh, and then you see things like a series coming out on Netflix that has as much following or as, as much drive as just about any, you know, any big studio type of thing. And it's well, that's just, what, yeah, absolutely. You're seeing that with the rest of development. You're seeing with house, house of cards, cards and others. Black. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and so, in the gaming world, it just makes sense that, yeah, they can take risks. And I and I bet for everyone, like, you know, Brothers and Journey that come out with the game of the year, there's tons that don't quite make it that far. But the fact that those developers are in a position to take that those risks, uh, they're paying off. Absolutely. And, it's, and like you said, gamers win. Absolutely. So let us know what you think. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Um, Pros and cons of indie games. What do you guys think about uh, PlayStation's, you know, focus and emphasis and drive and push towards making indie games more accessible? You can follow us at LittleBigCast. Also, uh, feel free to email us, LittleBigCast at ktdata.net. Uh, for all of us here at the, uh, the Little Big Cast, With we case. bid you adieu. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Sunday.